What is up and welcome back. It's the ANA Sports Show. I am your host, Anthony Cortez, and I'm joined alongside my two good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Alexander Ashley. What's going on, everybody? And Mr. Kevin Rowe. You're welcome. Hey, Kev, quick question for you to start off the show. What do you consider, define regular clothes? What do you define as regular clothes? Regular what? Clothes. Clothes. Clothing yeah, that's items. a good question. Clothing items. Clothes? Yeah, clothing. Like, clothing. what do you mean? The stuff you wear uh, every day. Basically, what you see on an everyday basis, usually like t-shirts, jeans. I don't know, like my like what I regularly wear or what? Just doesn't matter what you wear. Something just what what do you define as regular clothing? For man, pants, shirt, uh shoes. <laughs> Of some sort, really. But his answer is different because he said pants and shoes and shirt. Yeah. He didn't say like jeans or t-shirt. He didn't. Because pants, pants could be slacks, pants could be he didn't like any yeah, number yeah. of things. I mean, he didn't. Yeah. So so Kev, the whole reasoning I'm asking you this, I'm not sure if you've seen the uh the or I'm not seeing if you I'm not sure if you've seen a picture of James Harding going around. But so his first game as a as a sixer, he wore like a I don't even know what to call it. It's like a it's like a salmon. Coat, I guess. It's like a trench coat. Yeah, very large salmon trench coat with um, green sleeves. Um, Normal, like I mean, they look like normal jeans and and a shirt underneath, but just the the jacket itself was over the top. I guess is the word I use. But okay, um, I'll have to send this to you if I if I find it again. But anyways, Google James Harden real quick, uh, sport coat or first game as a sixer, and you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. But anyways. The, I so I saw this picture on Instagram the other day, sent it to Alex, and I was like, Whatever happened to regular clothes? And he said, Define regular clothes. And I said, Jeans, shirt, you know, etc. That's also the thing, too. I was thinking more about it, too. If you're in a profession or a lifestyle where you pretty much like only wear suits, regular clothes for you is a suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was thinking about that more and more because I was like, how do you even define regular clothes? Because you have, like, fashion week and those are clothes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that could be regular for, like, models. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, to me, like, I saw that and I'm like, bro, what's going on with the jacket? And even, like, other things that NBA stars choose to wear. Like, I just, whatever happened to regular clothes? I get it. You have millions in the bank and you can just blow hundreds on something that you're only going to wear once. But well, there's also a dress code in the NBA. Did you know that? I did, but like, yeah, I'm wondering what the dress code is. <laughs> dress Whatever they clothing. define as nice. Let me put it this way: there's normal clothing that everybody wears on a daily basis, and then there's people with a lot of money who can afford to do a fashion statement, like yeah. Harden. Exactly. <clears throat> and see, and that's more like fashion yeah. statement is what he's doing. And see, it's, it's funny you use the word statement because that's exactly what Alex said, too. He's like, he's trying to make a statement. And yeah. it's like, what is a he's statement? saying something. Yeah, you know say, I mean? you're saying something. But well, like, what I take it as saying is like, I have millions in the bank. I don't care. Like, I'm going to wear what I want. Or I don't know, as far as the color palette goes, like pink and green, they go together. So, I mean, at least he's got some kind of like basic style. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just like. I don't know. But I did see his like super sweet like man, his merce it looked pretty cool though, low key. I was like, that's kind of cool because it's almost like a really fancy, like uh what do you like a 
fanny pack. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was pretty cool. What I always find, I don't want to, well, yeah, funny, I guess, is when, like, I see the Spurs tweet out, like, the guys wearing whatever pregame stuff or, like, NBA or whatever wearing, like, you know, guys walking into arenas and they, they're, they're carrying, like, little small handbags or whatever it may be. And I'm like, what do you need that isn't a small handbag? A phone, a wallet, headphones maybe that you're already wearing? Like, what do you need? <laughs> You know, maybe a like, light snack. <laughs> you know, peanuts. like I'm just. Like, I'm you just, got some peanuts in there, buddy. <laughs> you know, like what do you like? What do you need that you are not already using? You know, that's that's I don't know, but yeah, Kev, I just wanted to ask you that real quick. It was just something I thought of that. Um, I was like, just because I don't know if y'all ever think of that. You know, like whatever happened to regular clothing with professional athletes? But yeah, I mean, they have millions in the bank. They can make statements if they want to. Regular clothing items to us are shirts and jeans, and that's about it. Shoes, socks, you know. But anyways, anyone for joining us for the first time, you're wondering what what am I listening to? You're listening why to did three. I make this mistake. Why did I log into this somewhat weird show? Um, we're three good friends. We get together almost every week, or try to at least, um, to talk the good and the ugly and ugly in sports. Um, before we start every show, Alex likes to start. Alex likes to start our shows with useless information, and I'm hoping he has some. So go ahead, sir. I always have useless information, whether it's related to sports or not, is a different question. However, so let's start off with um, something kind of exciting for for Coach Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh agrees to a five-year contract with the Michigan Wolverines that will put him uh, through 2026. So it looks like he's making good on his promise that he's no longer going to pursue uh, the NFL. Uh, Moving on to one of the larger sporting events in the world currently, the Winter Olympics. Do a quick medal update, and then we'll kind of get into the meat and potatoes of the show, I suppose. So Norway currently sits atop the uh, country's uh, polls at number one with 13 gold, seven silver, and eight bronze for a total of 28. Germany in second place, 10 gold, six silver, four bronze, and the USA, one behind them at 19 with eight gold, seven silver, and four bronze, followed up by China, Austria, Netherlands, Sweden, Switzerland, the ROC, which is not right, and then France in 10th. Um, we are getting towards the end of the games. I know we don't have too much longer left. I think it's probably like four days or so. I think it ends on the 20th. Uh, so we'll see if we can uh, maybe maybe bump up. But it looks like Norway is going to take this one. They have been killing it, especially in a lot of the skiing uh, the skiing events. I'm watching these people. I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> Why would you do any of this? Um, but it still does look super cool. But anyway... So, yeah, those are a couple of the highlights. There are more things to get into and talk about. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. I mean, there wasn't really any big games this weekend. I mean, I don't know. Um, did y'all see anything? No. I'll work. <laughs> yeah, were there any big sporting events that you watched this past weekend besides the Olympics? Olympics, no, but I mean, within the Olympics, you could talk about uh, Team USA losing to Slovakia in the shootout last night. And hockey, right? Hockey? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, men's wow. hockey, the U.S. men's hockey team was eliminated in the quarterfinals to Slovakia. They went into overtime tied 2-2 two to two 
after giving up a late goal in the last minute uh, to Slovakia and then lost in penalties one nothing. Oh, wow. So there's not going to be a miracle on ice this year? Nope. Not with the men, well, at least. I the mean, women can still have a shot. They have the gold medal game starting at 10 o'clock our time. Okay. I mean, technically, Canada. probably Slovakia beating the U.S. is a miracle. So there was a miracle on ice, just not. Fair. Because it was a major ways. upset. That's yeah. Fair. That's fair. Well, I'm only kidding. We all know the Super Bowl uh, was this past weekend. Super Bowl, I uh, hope everyone enjoyed their Super Bowl Sunday. Um, congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams, your Super Bowl 56 champions. Which, by the way, I saw a petition. I, not a petition, but I saw somebody uh, tweet out, like, can we just get rid of the numerals? Like, I'd be okay with that if we just call it the regular number and not the numerals. Num- numerals, whatever. <laughs> Doing the math is hard. Doing math I don't is hard. like this. Doing math is hard, bro. Put it in American numbers. I, I did enough when I was in school. I just want to see a regular number. That's all I want to see. <laughs> Anyways, Which is dude. funny because Arabic numbers are not even American. Yeah. You're welcome for the history lesson. Thanks, Mr. History Buff. I got you. Uh, Congrats to the to the yeah to those Los Angeles Rams uh, beating the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals actually were, I mean, they had a chance to win. They had a chance to put the game away there in the second half, and they just didn't do it. Um, Matthew Stafford, a decent game. I say decent. I mean, I don't know what I'm not pulling up his stats in front of me. but Matthew Stafford finally gets a ring after spending all of his career in Detroit. First year in the 13 first, years. 13 years. Thank you. For, in first, Azkaban. Literally 12. In Detroit? I thought it was 12. Oh, was it? Or was this his 13th? I thought it was 13, and then 14 was this one. I think this was his 13th year. But anyway. Anyways, Matthew Stafford finally gets a ring um, with his first year in a team that actually has talent. So. That's good to see. Aaron Donald gets yeah. his ring as well. Cooper Cup wins the MVP. Um, observations, thoughts? Who wants to go first? Outside of uh, our pickums, are y'all happy with the outcome? Did y'all want the Rams to win, or did you care who won? Really, I mean, pickums. I mean, I was. I mean, I was okay with it. I was. I mean, I was obviously pulling for the Bengals. I thought they were. I really thought they were going to do it. Um, it's just a matter. I think it's. I think it's clear what Cincinnati should do, or at least in my mind, knowing nothing about the game aside from what I see. Um, but I think it's clear what their front office should do. You need to protect Joey Burrow at all costs because if you protect him, you have a chance of winning that game. Um, so revamp that offensive line. Um, apparently they have a ton of cap space, so use that wisely. Um, you've got two great receivers in Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, if you can keep those guys. Um, Joe Mixon is a solid RB. I think, I think, yeah, you have an idea of what you need to do to get back. Um, I saw some speculation that, uh, you know, they're just they overachieved, which is, it's fair. Overachieving is, is fair. Um, you know, as Alex stated, they had their, you know, their road to the Super Bowl was, I don't know, call it what it is, but um, I think they could get back to this point if they just, yeah, if they focus on the obvious, um, 
just my thoughts. I mean, I, I don't, if depending on what happens with the Steelers and the Ravens, um, I don't think the Browns are going to do anything anytime soon. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that could be their division again to win next year and, and, you know, make another playoff run. I was just because me personally, and I like a couple. Of, I, I was actively rooting for the Rams. I like Matthew Stafford. I like that you know he's from Texas. He played at a school I like. He you know has always been really resilient. We've seen all these kind of like heroic things from him over the years, and so he's always kind of been a player that you know always felt like he was owed something a little bit. Mike Trout, guys like that. You know what I mean? Um, now no, nobody's owed anything, right? But he's just one of those guys where you kind of like him. He puts his head down, he grinds, he gets his job done. You know, he has the most, you know, fourth quarter comeback drives, which is unfortunate that he was even in that position, but still good on him for for getting that that done. Uh, and then I really like Sean McVay. He's been kind of fun to watch being 34. You know, I mean, he's literally five years older than me. He just won six years older than me. He just won a Super Bowl. Um, so it's kind of cool to see this, you know, the spur, I guess, of the young wave of coaches. Cause it's crazy. He has a coaching tree at 34 or 35, whatever, you know, uh, it was also cool to see that Zach Taylor is only 38. So again, there's just this young wave of coaches has been kind of fun to watch him. You know, I like the storyline of Odell Beckham jr. How, you know, New York and Cleveland must've been just shitting their pants as they're watching him just be the guy that both of them wanted him to be but couldn't for whatever reason. And everybody was kind of counting him out. And then all of a sudden here he is throwing a touchdown pass, catching a touchdown in the Super Bowl, um, you know, and, and, and being, you know, kind of being a monster. Um, so, yeah, I, I was actively rooting for the Rams. And that probably leads to some bias of how I watched the game or how I viewed the game. And I'll be honest about it. <laughs> Um, but there's a couple things I noticed or that I took kind of account of that I find maybe not like questionable, but a couple things. Number one, um, if you take out, you know, one pass play that was pretty clearly pass interference and one trick play for a touchdown thrown by a halfback, that means that the Bengals scored like what was that? Seven fourteen, so six points. So they scored six points. So without taking a play back and a trickery, you know what I mean? Like it looked to me like the Rams really kind of dominated in a lot of different facets. You know what I mean? Oh, I'll give you a good, a good stat of domination right here. Uh, the Rams finished with an eighty-two percent pass rush win rate. This was the best by any team in any game this season. Yeah. They and the Rams dominated were in the trenches. The... Yeah. And that's them all year, literally all year. They had seven sacks, which ties Staubach or somebody for like the most all time. Um, you know, it, 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 the, 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 the big thing that I will give Cincinnati is they definitely shut down the run game. Um, they could not like the, the Rams couldn't run the ball. So that was, you know, that was good, but they couldn't really sustain drives. Like I said, outside of two plays that 
shouldn't have happened or were trick plays, not like the we're good at this and we're doing a beat you kind of conventionally because they couldn't, you know, they couldn't block. They couldn't really pass the ball again. You take out that 177 yarder. Joey B is under 200 yards and no touchdowns. Um, Mixon was effective, but like whatever, you know, T Higgins had a great game, four catches, hundred yards and two touchdowns. Uh, but yeah, I feel like this was a little bit more of a a blowout than the stats or than the, than the final score says, I guess, if that makes any sense. Um, it looks close because it's by three points, but like it really, really kind of wasn't that close. You know I mean? And if you want to make the argument, well, they shouldn't have called all those holds right at the end of the game that kind of gave them the opportunity to score. That sentence right there gave them the opportunity. That doesn't mean that they will as opposed to the face mask, the offensive pass interference that did lead to a touchdown. It wasn't an opportunity to do it. They did it, and they didn't call it back. You know what I mean? So and even if you take one away from both of those teams, the Rams still win. They just won a little earlier in the game. So, yeah, it, like congratulations to Cincy for making it this far. I think that they overreached. I'm almost worried that they're going to go back to being a 500 or below team because – I don't know how you sustain getting sacked a hundred times a season and when I don't, you know what I mean? Um, and when you kind of learn how to guard a wide out or, you know, when you get more game tape on Joey Burrow or Joe Mixon gets older or whatever the case is, you know what I mean? Um, now I think, you know, they do have a pretty easy division right now. I think the Ravens will be better. I don't know about the Steelers yet, but still had a winning record nonetheless. Um, but I don't know. I think they, I think they did definitely overreach. Uh, and like I said, I think this was more of a blowout than, than the final score says. And also fucking congratulations, Matt Stafford. I will say that. I will add that. Congratulations, Matt Stafford. It's good to see him finally. It's good to see him finally prove himself. in the uh, actual there, There's his vindication. One year, one actual opportunity, good head coach, good team, good culture. And he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. Go ahead, Kev. I think the funniest that I heard is that the first year that he's away from Detroit, he ends Tom Brady's career. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, No, one of the big stats that I read about this game, um, there there were several big steps that that were kind of damning. One was that 82%... Pass rush win, win win rate by the Rams. Now, granted, Aaron Donald's been doing that all year long, but eighty two percent nuts. I mean, you're looking the normal pass rush win rate is below fifty percent, usually like in the thirty percentile, because most of the time, offensive lines are able to guard or protect their quarterback. Cincinnati cannot. And it's shown in this game. <clears throat> it's shown all year long. They've gave up, I think it was 51 sacks in the regular season, the most by any team in the NFL. It is the first time that a team that has uh, led the league in sacks given up has made the Super Bowl. First time ever. Um, another thing in this game that was interesting, though, is they actually won the turnover battle. The Bengals. Mm-hmm. And still lost this game. It is the first time 
I think I saw in about 40 years. I was trying to find it. I can't find it. But it's only happened three or four times in the Super Bowl. And it's been a long time since the last one. And the last time that a team has had no turnovers in the game and lost was in 1999, the Tennessee Titans, who did it to the Rams. <laughs> now, granted, both teams in that game had zero turnovers, but still, that is the last time that a team had zero turnovers in the Super Bowl and lost the game, was 1999. Didn't have any turnovers because they didn't have the opportunity to even throw the ball. <laughs> they just kept getting hit. That's not true. But well, he threw it 22 times. Yeah. And that just shows you how how good Burrow is, honestly. He was stacked seven times, still was able to get the ball out 22 times, had a quarterback rating of 101. I'm sorry, QBR was 39.7, but his rating was 101. Um, what really was interesting and kind of questionable was their third and short calls. Instead of having Joe Mixon in there, they had a, a Perrine. It was his only two carries of the night, and he gained zero yards on third and short twice. Mm -hmm. One being the play before the final play of the game. Why? You had Joe Mixon, who was going 15 carries for 72 yards, average of 4.8 yards per carry. I mean, if you're going to run the ball, have your best players out there. Yeah, right. It's the it's Super Bowl. That last drive, they didn't have Joe Mixon on the field hardly at all. Or at all, I don't think. Now, granted, he's more of a, the first and second down back. And you bring in Perrine for those – third down because he's more of a catching back I guess but I mean no at, at this point of the game you need your best players on the field they need to mix it on the field during that play what y'all think about the halftime performance and the uh, I guess ambiance I guess of what the Super Bowl is mostly mostly halftime performance do y'all get to catch it at all yeah I probably got to watch that more than anything else <laughs> Pretty good, right? By that time, everybody stopped ordering fucking pizzas. <laughs> I I didn't think there's anything that wrong with it. I mean, I enjoyed it. I yeah. I, I enjoyed I it. it. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought I thought it went really good. Uh, Fifty cents surprise appearance was really nice. And Fifty cent, he like seventy five cent now. His entrance, man. He looked yeah, really he, yeah, thick. You see that, dude? <laughs> he got a little bit thicker. He did. He, he did. did. He, he about a dollar now with that inflation. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what was, me was that even with that extra eight weight, he was still able to get up on the get up there and get upside down. Right. Yeah. It okay. Now this is the one sad thing about the whole thing, right? Like everybody, enjoyed, like lots of people enjoyed it. There's so many people who just will make something out of fucking anything. And it has been all over my Facebook and it blows my mind to see how many people are like, 
Eminem kneeled, he hates America, and Snoop Dogg smoked joints, and, you know, they said anti-cop lyrics, and, you know, these drug words, or or not drug words, uh, gang-affiliated words, and, like, the words were, if the Pyrus and the Crips could get along, that was the whole sentence. I Look, like, I, I didn't have a problem with it. My biggest problem was that they brought Kendrick Lamar in here and did whatever song that was. Because I love Kendrick, was, though. I do. I honestly look. I'm not a big rap fan. I did not like his performance in there. I liked everyone else's because it brought back nostalgia for me more than anything. I uh, I I I'm also a fan of Kendrick, and I also enjoyed his performance. I just wish it would have been a more popular song. I I. I don't think I'd heard that song yet or before. I'd never heard that. You know, yeah. I, th- I wish it would have been like some, one of his hits, but not right. that, not that w- what he said, what he did was not one of his hits. I'm just, you know, one of the more popular ones, but other than sure. that, I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought everyone was great. Um, yeah. I think it was fine. Yeah. Um, simple production too. Mostly. I mean, I think in, I remember past years, like they're, you know, they have, they have a field to work with literally like a certain parameter to work with. And the production in the past years, I think has gone a little overboard, but I mean, this was I mean, honestly, they didn't need much because they just had simple bands and, you know, they just, you know, five rappers, six rappers, whatever it was. And I, mean, I thought the production was actually really good too. Like it's just simple and just clean. And I, I don't well, even it was know. all at a Dr. Dre's pocket. So I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Was it really? Did not mm-hmm. know that. He paid for the whole halftime show. Did he really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, Doesn't surprise me. Dude's got a lot of money, man. But I, <laughs> I even speaking of, I mean, yeah, he's got so much money. Speaking of Dre, I thought, I mean, I don't know if the console was real or not, or you know, if he was just kind of putting on the show. But his intro, I guess, and where he was at the console and just starting the beat, I thought it was really awesome, man. You know, very clean. I think look. that was a yeah. Tupac beat too. I think that was an homage to Tupac. Was it really? I heard something yeah. about that. Yeah. So yeah, I think that was the it was the opening line or the opening whatever to one of his songs. I can't remember. I read yeah. something about it, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. There was even rumors that they were gonna like uh, do like a laser light thing and do a hologram. There you go. They were gonna hologram Tupac into the performance, but they couldn't get enough money or get it done in time or something like that. Yeah, okay. But like that would have been crazy. <laughs> Nevertheless, the world would have lost its mind. Yeah. Overall, great though. I enjoyed watching. Um, congrats to the Rams. Congrats to Matt Stafford. Um, speaking of Matt Stafford, Alex brings up a point that pretty much the whole media world has been talking about. Uh, he brought up a point in our text messages, I should say, um, of Matt Stafford being mentioned now in the Hall of Fame after winning, after finally winning the Super Bowl. Um, I forget his name. So another uh, another NFL player had some thoughts on, on had some thoughts about that, like not great thoughts. About Richard Sherman. Yes, thank you. I'll, I'd go back to find the tweets, but I don't want to look that far. Um, it just he had some thoughts about the Hall of Fame being thrown around loosely, and he understands it, but he doesn't. I I, th- I what came across to me was he doesn't think Matt Stafford is deserving yet. So we have the floor. I'll let you start us off, Alex, since you were the one that brought it up with us. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, that was, that's generally what I said. You know, this whole thing was like, you know, the Hall of Fame has gotten far too easy to get into now. The whole, you know, now you just have to be good 
for a little bit, not great for a career or do like sport defining things. Um, and honestly, I, I agree with him. I don't think Matthew Stafford is yet a Hall of Famer. I don't. Um, you know, he, he'll be in the tops of a lot of different passing categories, but even then you kind of have to take those with a grain of salt, considering that uh, passing, the league has become predominantly passing over the last, like, 20 years or so, even like 25 years. It went from like a pretty much all running league to an all passing league. Uh, so now you have to be that much better than the next guy who has similar stats, similar this, similar that. Um, and I mean, one Super Bowl career or one Super Bowl doesn't necessarily make you, in my opinion, like an all time. He doesn't have any Pro Bowls, doesn't have any All Pros. He's never gotten MVP. He's never been the best of everybody at his position in a year or every player in a year. So he's just been pretty good for a while. And that's like awesome. That's excellent. But like that doesn't, you know, again, Joe Flacco has a Super Bowl. Does he deserve to, you know what I mean? Like that. And I know that's kind of different because he's not, you know, he, he doesn't have the same kind of level of stats. But, you know, like I, you know, it's almost like Philip Rivers, but without the title. He's Philip Rivers has better stats, but no title. Stafford what, will have uh, a title, but not as good stats. You know what I mean? So, what about what about Brees? Drew Brees, because that I think is a better one because at least he held an NFL record. Yeah. Yeah. He, he held a record and he does have a Super Bowl and I, I don't know if he had MVP and Stafford didn't even get the MVP for a Super Bowl either not that that's like the defining thing but again it's just like all these little things that add up that just like nah, well you know what I mean I'm so, with you yeah I'm with you I also don't think Matt Stafford is a Hall of Famer yet I was about to say yet I yes. think is the word that yeah, I need yes. to emphasize it's the yet part could he be absolutely he is like Cusp, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Depends on how much longer he stays with LA, um, wins another Super Bowl or not, or just whatever he does with his career next. Um, right. But yeah, not quite there yet. But I, I mean, like you, I thought about guys like Joe Flacco. I thought about guys like, um, you know, they have the they have the ring, but are they impressive enough to get to you know to get in there, the coveted Hall of Fame, and. He's just he's he's just not there yet. He's, and nothing, nothing wrong. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. He's a great player. Yeah. Congrats. To I him. like him very much too. Yeah. Like I said, I'm a big Matthew Stafford fan, but like you know what I mean? Yeah. Kev, you look like you're disagreeing with us. Yeah, I am. Uh no, I don't think he's I don't think he's good enough at, at the time to be in the Hall of Fame right now. But I think if he continues on what on the trajectory he's been doing for the next like four or five years. Oh yeah, absolutely. Even if the Rams don't win another Super Bowl with him, I think what he does has been doing year in, year out with Detroit and LA. It would I think it's good enough numbers to get him to the Hall of Fame. If you I mean you mentioned his stats. Honestly, this year outside of the touchdowns, there's not anything really that jumps out too much for me this year that he hasn't done in Detroit. Besides lead the league in interceptions. 
Okay. So he was worse this year and still won a Super Bowl? <laughs> when you have a pretty good team. I'm not saying he was worse. But I'm saying, like, if you want to talk about Simmons, he hadn't done – I don't think at any point he led the league in interceptions. But what I'm saying is your argument was he was worse in Detroit than he was this year. And I don't I don't think that's the case. This isn't the one-year outlier. I think the fact that he was in Detroit and that he was obscured in mediocrity for from the rest of his team uh, kind of buried him, you know? So nobody's seen how great he really is. Honestly, I'd say Matt Stafford's been probably a top-five quarterback in the league for the last decade. But nobody knows it because he's he was in Detroit. It would be questionable. I mean, that's it's. I wouldn't say top five, maybe top ten, but not top five. Okay. Because you number one, you'd have to be starting with top four. You know what I mean? Because you have to put Brady up there. You know what I mean? Okay. So is he so over the last know, decade? Of thirty-one is he the top four of thirty-one of the last decade? <laughs> Because now you're talking also Peyton Manning's, and now you're talking Drew Brees's, and I'm, I don't think so. I'd say players that have played the majority of the last decade. Peyton Manning retired over five years ago. Still five years though. You got to put him in there. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say, say top this, five over the last the decade. Tail, I would say maybe of, of the last decade, you might get maybe, maybe get like three years, maybe. But again, that only kind of continues to prove the point. Like he's never the best at what he's done. No, I'm not saying he has to be the best to be Hall of Famer. But if you're considered, I say if you're considered in the top five of your position throughout your career, for the majority of your career, I think you should be a Hall of Famer. And I think he fits the bill. So that would also then include Phillip Rivers. Oh, he was better than Philip Rivers, I think. Yeah, but Philip Rivers was probably top five if you look at his stats every year in all categories. So he's top ten in literally every passing category that exists. So that would mean to me that you were at least a top ten, even a top five, because you've had to have good years and bad years quarterback pretty often. And he has better stats, so that that would include Philip Rivers by your argument. I don't think Philip Rivers was better. I didn't consider him better than Matthew Stafford. <laughs> He's got better stats. <laughs> I wouldn't consider I, – I, I like Matt a lot, I, but I wouldn't consider him a top five QB, in, as in like in the last five or ten years. Um, not, I mean, again. Please, I'd love to hear the names of the players that y'all think are a lot better than Matt Stafford. I mean, dude. I <laughs> mean. I didn't uh, say a lot better. Tom, I didn't, outside I didn't of, say a lot better. Tom, okay. Outside of Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, that have played the same during the last, like, decade. Last decade? Yes. I would say Russell Wilson. Majority of the last decade with him. Russell I'd, Wilson. I'd agree with Russ. I'd, I'd, throw, I Peyton, I'd throw Peyton in there. Um, I'd have to think like I have to go back and look I mean you can say Drew Brees also you know he literally held a title an NFL record you know what I mean so that's at least four right I'd, there how long has Romo been retired I'd throw Romo in there 
Even though he did. Oh, fuck. I wouldn't no? go Romo there. No. No. no? Uh-huh. All right, Kev, take it easy, dude. Jeez. <laughs> you can't fucking idiot. <laughs> fuck no. He's the reason we don't have a ring, damn it. He's, <laughs> he's not he's not the reason you don't have a ring. Which we can get into if we want, but I want to spare Kev of you know any anger, any unnecessary anger. <laughs> So looking at Philip Rivers' stats, I mean, they were not – there are a couple years maybe he was better, but there are several years that Matt Stafford was better than him. At the end of both careers? Like, what are the top ten? Like, when you look at the overall numbers? I'm looking at mostly, like, years, or the yards, the completion percentage. I'm not looking at touchdowns because that's dependent on your receivers as well. And Stafford has not had really good receivers in Detroit outside of Calvin Johnson. Uh, you're talking about leading the league in interceptions. Rivers did it a couple times. So Matthew Stafford is 12th most in yards. Philip Rivers is six, so he's got him beat by two. Are you saying over a career? Okay, yeah, well, that's what I was saying. That's what I'm saying at the end of the career because Philip Rivers is done already. Yeah, I mean, so that means more often he was better. 16, 17. He also has 17 years in the league. Matthew Stafford has four years less in the league, and you're comparing total career numbers? Come on. That's because that's going to be at the end. That's how you decide is at the end of the career. Okay, add four more years of average numbers. Matthew Stafford, and you tell me he has less yards. Please do the he math could. right because I don't know. He could. I don't know either. Let's see. Career. What's the furthest Rivers ever made it into the playoffs, if at all? Do we know? First round of, if anything. They were like notoriously bad. They were in the playoffs. Which, I mean, almost tells you you have to look at individual stats and not team stats to compare these guys. Because now Matt has the, now Matt has the upper hand with the ring, given one opportunity, one chance. Give everything you one got. Moment. One moment. Seize everything. Seize everything you got. Shut up. And he captured it. And he captured it. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's. I don't know. I think we can all agree, though, that he's not a Hall of Famer, but he very well could be. He's not yet at this yes, moment. I would, Same way yes. people have that conversation about Patrick Mahomes. Is he a future? Is he a Hall of Famer yet? I if you add Matthew Stafford's average yardage for his career and add four more years to his total yardage. He has over 65,000 yards. Philip Rivers had 63,000 yards. So on average, Matthew Stafford is throwing more yardage than Philip Rivers. Well, that's good. Yeah, we'll see if he actually does that, though, because here's the thing. He actually has to do that. That's the kicker. But he's also on a better team now to help get him better stats. However we look at it, the point is, is he's not yet 
but we all agree that he could be. Could be. Agreed. If he keeps on his uh, his trajectory he's on now, he will be a Hall of Fame. Which I agree. I think okay. we all do. Okay. okay. All right. Before we go any further, let's talk about our friends real quick at baseballism. They're an all baseball related pair of the cum company. I'm going to just break that up while we're at it. Um, they're an all baseball related pair of the company for baseball people. If you're a baseball fan, you should be wearing baseballism. It's that simple. It's America's brand, official off the field brand for baseball. Visit them at baseballism.com. And while you're there, for first time shoppers, use our code AA Sports. Our initials AA SPORTS for a 15 1.5% discount off your first order. Um, free shipping on orders of $100 or more for domestic shoppers only. Sorry, international shoppers. We don't even have any international sho- any na- international listeners. But, hey, if there's one out there, sorry. But still go support them. <laughs> Anyways, uh, keep supporting any and local, any and local small businesses, uh, baseball is included. They also just released, I just now thought of this, they just released um, the new Major League Collection, um, the rally shirts. And I think there's some purses in there, too, for the ladies and some other goodies. I think there's like a wallet in there, too, uh, like a carrying wallet um, for like cards and cash in there. Not those, you know, big bulky wallets. But anyways, go check those out. Happy 10 year anniversary to those guys. I think they uh, a couple of weeks past celebrating that. But um, yeah, keep supporting local, local small businesses, whoever they may be. Baseball is included. Right. America's brand. Thank you. Um, what do we want to get into next, gentlemen? Um, I mean, I don't I want to. Do you want to? I'll throw out one little tidbit that just came up on my phone. Uh, Greg Popovich just moved into second of all time wins list with their victory over the Thunder tonight. He is at thirteen hundred and thirty three wins. He needs so now it's like I think it's four or five more wins to uh, to to tie the all time. It was, I forget how many. I'm more it is. surprised that we won, honestly. <laughs> They're playing the Thunder. Thunder are actually worse than us, believe it or not. Yeah. Speaking of the Spurs, we can talk about the trade deadline. I'm not sure if y'all kept up with it. I tried to. Um, a lot went down. I mean, but we can just keep it saucy, and we can talk about about the Spurs real quick. Um, um, three wins away now. Three wins away. Thank you. From tying or from getting the all-time? From from passing Don Nelson for number one in all-time coaching victories. Okay. Thank you. Um so yeah, Spurs at the deadline. They made a few moves. Uh, they traded. I think well, it was way before. It was like weeks, not weeks before, but it was before the deadline. And they traded Brent Forbes again uh, in exchange for a draft pick. I think a second or a first rounder. And then at, in a surprising move, uh, to everyone's surprise, I think they got rid of Derek White, traded him for Josh Richardson, somebody else from uh, somebody else from the Celtics in exchange for a uh, also a uh, first round pick. So they loaded up on first round picks. I think they have two or three first round picks for next year's draft. And then they just loaded up on, on twos as well for future years. So um, surprising. Um, I think uh, Derek got interviewed in his first game at, in his first game um, after uh, playing with the playing with the Celtics, which I was actually kind of surprised. He was like available like two or three days afterwards with the Celtics and actually played actually had a really good game too. Um, but he was, you know, commented that he was, you know, surprised, like everybody's shocked that, you know, like everybody that he was traded, which, you know, it is what it is. Um, Spurs are, you know, they're doing what they're doing. They're, I think it's full rebuild, full, full rebuild mode right now. Although the team will tell you they're trying to win. DeJounte will, will tell you he's trying to win. And also congrats to DeJounte Murray. I don't think we've highlighted it yet, or I don't think we've mentioned it yet, but he actually got named as an all-star reserve for team, 
Um, it would be LeBron, I guess. Yeah, it's he's LeBron. an injury replacement. Yeah. Well, I'm not trying to add insult to injury, Kev. He was. He was. He's still an all-star. Yeah, he's an all-star. He's still an all-star. Yeah. But he was an injury replacement for Draymond Green. Yeah. So the lone spur to make the all-star uh, to to make the all-star voting. Um, I'm surprised any Spurs honestly made it. <laughs> and while we're at it, we can just we can talk all-stars because it's it's this weekend. For anybody that cares, Isaiah out there, I know, I know he cares. <laughs> um, but the all-star weekend is, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, teams, team Durant starters. I thought it was pretty funny. I didn't watch it, but I I just saw clips on uh, Instagram and, and Twitter. Um, so they had their voting on the with the um, TNT crew with Shaq and those guys, and uh, I thought it was just hilarious because Harden was the last one picked. And Durant took him, and LeBron was just trying so hard not to laugh. And he's like, "Is he playing? Is he even healthy?" And Barkley, I don't know if y'all caught it, but Barkley was like, "He got traded. He's healthy now." Anyways, um, All Stars this year for Team Durant are Joel Embiid, John Moran, Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins, Trey Young are the starters. Your reserves are Lamelo Ball, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, Zach Levine, Levine. Chris Middleton, DeJounte Murray, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, and Draymond Green. Oh, wow. Okay, so he got picked up on Durant's team. Um, so I guess it's not East West anymore. Um, it hasn't been for the last few years. and mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like it, honestly, but that's just me. Okay. Well, yeah, Wait, it is what it is. You know, people watch it because it's it's a freaking dunk contest anyway. Uh, LeBron yeah, James went with uh, – it's an offensive show, basically. They're not. They're going to play zero defense. Um, Le- James went with uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, which congrats to DeMar, by the way. He's having a great season over there than Bulls. Um, I'm happy to see him. I'm, I'm happy to see him doing well over there. Uh, James as well. Uh, Joe all your starters. Your, your team LeBron reserves are Jared Allen, Jimmy Butler, Luca, Darius Garland, Harden, James Harden, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, CP3, and Fred Van Fleet. Um, I th- yeah, All-Star Weekend is this weekend. I think the game's on the 20th. Um, All-Star Saturday will, I guess, be on Saturday with the dunk contest and three-point contest or whatever. I'm not planning to watch, honestly, if we're all being honest here. So, yeah. Any other thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I'm not watching either. Yeah. yeah. I don't like what they did with the skills competition either. Yeah. What the-, the new... F- Format that they're doing, they have three rookies versus the three answer to Kumpo brothers, and then three players from the Cleveland Cavaliers where the game is being held. It's like, okay, you just alienated other really good skill guys in the league because you wanted to appease the home fans, you wanted to use the name answer to Kumpo, and then highlight some uh, just three younger of the young rookies okay it's great highlighting the rookies but why are you not putting out some of these other good skill players out in the league you know clay thompson steph curry would light up that competition they have in the past so why not have them play you know i don't know it's a matter of it's a popularity contest. It's a matter if it's the guys actually want to do it and are, are invited. I bet guys are invited, but not to just to attend and enjoy themselves. That's what I'd say. I don't know. 
Yeah, they do. But I mean, the format that they did with it just, was, I don't know. Uh, I think I don't know. what I would enjoy watching or what I would actually enjoy being incorporated is a one-on-one contest. Because so many of these dudes think they're the best in the league. Why not just have them go at it one-on-one and just prove it All-Star Weekend? It's just, it'd be fun to see. I'd actually watch that. You know, you know throw, what? That would probably be more entertaining than a dunk contest. From- you know, <laughs> throw Harden against Durant. Just let them go at it. Throw, you know, whoever wants to play. Whoever wants to play. Throw, just problem is it's not the big stars. The big stars don't want to play anymore. Well, They don't want to do these things anymore. Yeah. LeBron will never do the dunk contest. It's not his thing. It's not his thing. No. Anyways, we got about uh, 10 minutes left. Um, so let's discuss the Olympics here and uh, the double standards you guys were talking about before we uh, started taping here. And you'll have to explain more to me as I, this is all news to me. So go for it. Whoever wants to get started. So it, Alex, it, I think it's, it's more of like, I think it's up to the individual to decide if it's double standards or not, right? I, I don't know if you can very clearly say, like, this is double standards. This is a no-no. You know what I mean? So the proposed double standard, I suppose you could say, is between Sha'Carri Richardson and this 15-year-old from Russia. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I can barely pronounce English very well. Um. So with that being said, um, do you want me to try it? Go it's Camilla Valida. I believe you. I believe you as well. <clears throat> anyway, continue, Alex. Um, Call her Camilla. That should be an easy name. Camilla. To say. Yeah, that'll be fine. So <laughs> she. Uh, Camilla tested positive for a banned substance that the IOA or IOC specifically has banned. It's a it's a heart medication, from what I understand, that increases a couple different things, including uh, it helps your blood flow, helps calm the nerves, um, and and some other stuff. What I had read and could be very wrong about, you know, just from what I had read, uh, it is linked to being an HGH uh, in in some form or fashion. Um, Now, whether that's right or not is, you know, debatable. Um, Sha'Carri Richardson, who at this point has become kind of a famous U.S. um, sprinter, she was banned from the Summer Olympics for testing positive. Oh, by the way, let me backtrack a little bit. So Russian girl now, who by the way, again, is 15 and doing some incredible things, right? Whatever. I mean, good for her. Uh, but she has given she has been given the okay to continue competing. And not only that has helped her team uh help the the, the Russians win. Um a couple of different events. I think it's like the team figure skating and even the individual figure skating. So she got caught and they're like, you know what? It's okay. Kira Richardson got caught um, with a, with a test for marijuana. Uh, it was, you know, it was said that after an Olympic sprint or after an Olympic trial run, 
Um, a journalist asked her, you know, how are you taking the death of your father? She didn't even realize that her father had passed away. She didn't, you know, she wasn't doing so well, so she ended up smoking weed. Now, is that against the rules of the IOC? Yes. Should she have done it? No. But me personally, I can understand that one a little bit more, right? Whatever. So she has been banned from the Summer Olympics. They said, you can no longer compete because you tested positive for a banned substance versus Little Russia, who tested positive for a banned substance. And then they allowed her to compete. Not only did they allow her to compete, they allowed her to keep the medals that she had already won with her team. Oh, that's still, that's still oh, the same debate. Oh, that's good. Okay. That's still uh, in debate. But so she's still able to compete, though. So in my mind, that's pretty double standardy because I'm like, yo, if you are going to let this person get away with taking a banned substance, then that needs to be the playing field. It's either you get banned or you don't get banned. You know what I mean? Um, and so that's that's kind of the thing that I don't understand. And the thing, you know, it, weed is legal in the United States in some places. Again, the IOC has banned it, but it's still legal, much as I'm sure that heart medication is legal. And that's kind of the comparison. You know, oh, one's illegal, one's not illegal. No, they're both kind of legal. They're both banned from the IOC. So if one doesn't get to go, then the other shouldn't be able to get to go. And she shouldn't be able to get the medals. That should jump, slide them down. You know what I mean? You take away what she did because she was doing it on a substance that is banned by your organization. That feels to me like a little bit of either favoritism or I, I don't know what, but that doesn't, to me, that's not okay. That's pretty double standard. What do you guys think about it? And Kevin, only because you also know some of it, you may be able to explain some parts that I had left out. What do you think about it? Well, the situations are a little bit different in the fact that the the failed drug test was found before the Olympics started for uh, the track star. What was her name? I forgot. I'm sorry. Carrie Richardson. Carrie Richardson. Thank you. Um, Is she American? First of all. Yes. Yes. the The track star was uh, Richardson was a an American. Uh, Camilla is an American. Uh, Camilla had. The sample taken in December due to a backlog in the uh, Swedish or was it? It was Stockholm um, that they had sent the samples to to get tested. Um, there was a backlog of tests because of surge of COVID-19 cases that they were also testing for. Um so her sample, I guess, kind of got lost for two months. Uh, Camilla competed in the single skating short program for the team event on the 6th of February. February 8th is when the findings of her uh, positive test came out. So her, the findings of her failed drug test didn't show up until two days after she already competed in the team event. Um, she was immediately suspended by the ROC, which she uh, challenged and 
in the provisional hearing that took place immediately, um, the Russian anti-doping committee basically said, you know what, uh, we still need to investigate these findings and it's not fair to you currently right now. And you are a, a child, you are 15. So you are not responsible necessarily for your own actions. Therefore, we are going to lift the ban on you and you're going to still be able to compete. Uh, the International Skating Union uh, would not disclose any information on it. The International Skating Union, day later, um, decided that they're going to appeal the Russian uh, lift of the suspension, that there was a hearing a couple days later. And the Court of Arbitration, and on the 14th, it ruled that uh, it's not going to, they weren't going to suspend Camilla, um, saying it's not her fault because she is 15, where Richardson was not. Richardson is an adult, made her own decisions. And that there has to be a more, investigation into the incident that was not going to be able to, to be finalized before the end of the Olympics, before her next event, which was the uh, singles free skating, which she is heavily favored to win and currently winning. So they decided to not suspend her or not remove her from being able to compete. The IOC is challenging that and has basically said, Anything that she participates in and anything that she, quote unquote, meddles in, there will be no ceremony held until all the findings are found for this investigation. And if it's found that she did take these drugs and that it was for foul play, which it's the Russians, they've done it before. They're not even competing for Russia. They're competing for the ROC because Russia is not even allowed to compete. Because they got caught taking drugs. Exactly. But it's still the Russians, you know. So they're still trying to do it for uh, country pride, even though they can't even do it for their country anymore, technically. <laughs> I don't know. It, there will be no medals given out until all the investigation is found. And if it's found that she cheated on purpose or whatever, um, the Russian Olympic Committee will forfeit their gold medal that they won in the team event. And if she wins the singles, uh, women's all around, then she will forfeit that as well. And currently it's looking like she's going to win the gold in that as well. So see, and here's my problem, right? If you're an Olympic level athlete, who has been doing things that like the women's sport has not seen has been training as hard and as long as she's been training, you know, she has people who are helping her coaches, trainers, parents, everybody is there. Everyone is there. Everyone is there. You cannot tell me that somebody was like, oops, wrong meds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I almost don't think I almost think I don't. Yeah, can't talk right now. I almost don't think age is age, is, age shouldn't be a factor. 
Um, regardless of his age, she's 15. She's, I mean, that's a teenager. Teenagers are, you know. Well, I do understand it from that regard as she's 15. She may not necessarily know better when it comes to all the ins and outs of what she can and cannot take medically. 15 year old, one 15 year old knows exactly what medication they take, you know, or supplements they take to help their body recover from all the strenuous stuff that they do. You know, I don't remember any of that stuff when I was in high school, really. I didn't take a whole bunch of stuff. These athletes take a lot. So I, I, I can see where you can look at a minor and be like, well, it might be a little bit different situation because they aren't adults and they don't necessarily make decisions for themselves. But if that's the case, then should they really be competing with other adults or should there be a separate True. minor yeah. minor Olympic com- competition? Isn't there a you junior know? Olympics? I feel like there's not. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I, to add my two cents here real quick, I, I don't think she, she should be competing at all. Um, and if yeah i don't i don't think anyone younger than i'd say both, 17 should be competing so both, in any any yeah both both are competing right no what only one is competing because she has to go through investigation the other one just got out and out barred because it was a pretty cut clear like this is what happened this is before you actually go compete and that was, and that's Rich. That's Richardson, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. The sprinter was like, "You smoked weed. You can't do this now with us." And the other one's like, "I don't know what meds I took." <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think either or should be competing. If it's if it's a if it's you know it's if it's one for one or if it's one way for one athlete, it should be that way for all athletes, regardless. And that's kind of my because then all of a sudden all you have to do because in my brain it sets a precedent, right? Yeah. Going forward, all you have to say is like, oops, I didn't know. Because how how is that fair to other athletes? Right. And that's exactly my point. You know what I mean? Like, how is how is that fair literally to all? Because basically, yeah, now anyone under the age of 18 can take whatever they want to take as long as the drug test is backlogged or pushed back. Like, it doesn't matter because, oops, I didn't know. Exactly. And they're telling her. I'm just a wee child. You know, you can compete, but, okay, you know, we're still under investigation, so we're going to try to lay low, although it's the Olympics. That's impossible. You know. And you know um, what? It's it's exactly what the IOC has been saying is they want these athletes to know that they're competing on a level playing field. Well, if you're going to do this with minors, it's no longer a level playing field. That's not. No. Because you treat them different. That's not level. Nope. Yeah, so. I, neither should be competing, in my opinion. Um, if it's well, if it's one for if that's the rule, if that's the rule, if that's exactly. the rule. Yeah, regardless yes. of this, neither. regardless, regardless of if this is under investigation for Camilla and she's still being allowed to compete, and they're saying, okay, right. well, if you, if you win, we're just not going to have ceremonies. No, because like just, I'm not even saying that the other Shakira Richardson should be competing because she she broke the rule. You know what I mean? She's an adult. She made a choice. I understand the choice. It'd be hard yeah. to lose a parent, especially your dad. And I get and, it, but fairness, like. I will say, in fairness, it's not the IOC that's saying that she's not suspended. The IOC wants to suspend her. It's the Court of Arbitration for Sport panel that is that was called upon here uh, because of the um, appeal, uh-huh. and they are the ones that said they not to not suspend Camilla. Got it. Mm. So, the- so if we're talking like double standard. 
it's not necessarily double standard. It's just different circumstances that have different entities ruling on it. It's different standard. It's different. <laughs> well, then yeah. even then, that there is an issue. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think Camille shouldn't even be competing with these other Olympians, not because of the drugs, but because of her age. And it should be a separate bracket for minors, a separate Olympics for minors. Because if you're going to treat them differently, they need to be in a different different competition. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree as well. Yeah. Like it kind of is what it is. I mean, she's a a minor, you know, like that's just that's that. All right, gentlemen, favorite things and then we're out. Y'all got anything? I had a couple. How about uh, you can only Van use Jefferson. one. Kevin. How about Je- <laughs> how about the safety for the Rams getting proposed, uh, getting engaged after the game, so getting two rings, getting uh, Van Jefferson, the wide receiver for the Rams, skipping the post game because his wife went into labor during the game, mm-hmm. so he got a baby and a ring, and then probably my favorite thing was from Twitter. <laughs> Uh, Dan Marino had tweeted, don't be discouraged, Joe Burrow. I also came up short in the Super Bowl my second year. You have the rest of your career to ne- never make it back. <laughs> no. Oh, it gets right. better. Jim Kelly decided to respond to that and said, exactly, Joe. I also lost my Super Bowl. But the next year we made it again. We lost that one too. But then we made it again the very next season. We also lost that one. But then a season later, we were there again. Actually, how do I delete this? <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's hilarious. Um, speaking of Burrow, I saw a video, uh, a clip of him uh, on the field, literally like introducing himself to the Rams and giving daps to Donald and giving daps to, uh, I think it was, Met- uh, what's his name? Kettle? Not Kettle. Um Weddle, Weddle, yeah, Eric Weedle, yeah, Weedle, thank you, and, yeah, and telling him, hey man, big fan, been watching you all your career, like, and Weddle was telling him too, um, yeah man, uh, you you you're you're awesome, dude, uh, keep doing what you're doing, and you know, all all ball and all that, whatever. I just I thought that was. It, pre- I think it's pronounced Weddle. He's not a Pokemon. Well, what a- Pokemon better. <laughs> I'm glad you caught that though. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think anybody would. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I just thought it was I just thought that was awesome. Burrow introducing himself to all the guys and yeah, giving daps to everybody. So yeah. I was glad to see a team I actually wanted to win the Super Bowl win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Every time I pick somebody, they fucking lose. <laughs> and you want to pick and you want our playoff pick them. True. I won I'm a winner, man. There you go. <laughs> I'll time somebody other than me one. Yep. I know. Like we said, couldn't have you taken all the um, taking all the dubs, Kev. So now we gotta find something else. Give you something. So now we gotta find something else to talk about because we only have NBA and it's it's just that until MLB and when will that start? We don't know. So yeah. Well, we still got like another week of Olympics we could talk about. True. (laughs) True. Yeah, we're gonna always talk about like, where's the best burger place in town too. We always talk hockey. Yeah, right before we're gonna talk soccer. Or we could always talk Harry Potter. I mean, 
I do love Harry Potter. I mean, it's it's not a trilogy, sorry, but it's I don't know what you want to call it. It's the best movie series, in my opinion, out there. Sorry, Star Wars fans. I'm not sorry, actually. Good. It's, it's debatable. It's it's debatable. It's not a. It's you know. It's. I can, I'm not going to say hard no. You know. Yeah. You know yeah. Harry Potter's Harry Potter is just Star Wars with less cool lightsabers. How? How? Explain yourself. Yeah. How? Two completely. I saw a video about this. It is freaking hilarious. It's two completely. The story different. is about an orphan. Who finds out he has powers that is given a magical stick to go and save the world, basically. I mean, when you put it that way, but it's two different worlds. Isn't that? Thank you. Well, the comparisons are actually a lot further than that. Do what? I can't buy it. I'm sorry. No, I, I have. To. Yeah. There's other comparisons to it that this guy that I that I saw the video brought up. I don't remember them all right now, but it, it's actually kind of funny how similar they really are if you really break it down to the core. Sure, I mean I believe it. I don't. Like, it makes sense. But. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I really don't doubt it. When you put it that way, I mean, an yes. old mystical being is the one that comes forward and teaches him what he needs to learn. Okay, Kev, we get it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but you can also make that argument for lots of things, I feel like. Yeah, probably could. Yeah. Anyways, we got to get out of here. Be good to yourself and be good to each other out there. Don't drink and drive, don't sex and drive. With that, we will see you later. Peace. See you.